Learning is not safe. In fact, to learn is to take a risk, to become an aerialist, to put your head in the lion's mouth. Learning is a death-defying act. And though it takes place largely within the confines of silent classrooms and sterile learning management systems, within the mind of the learner, riots occur. This is Sean Michael Morris in his keynote address, also chapter uh, titled Not Enough Voices in the book An Urgency of Teachers. Welcome to season four of Safe Topics. In this series, we're talking about books. And other things. Yes, other things, but we're going to go deep on some books. Not like a full book review, but like a chapter by chapter review, which I guess adds up to a full book eventually. <laughs> yes. And we're going to talk about anything else that makes us think about how we teach and why we teach. And we want you, the audience, to join us. Listen for details about how to do that at the end of this episode. All right, here we go. So, Sean, I, I recommended we read this piece together. Um, this is a piece that, uh, for me, there's just so many things in this that really get me thinking, um, that challenge uh, a lot of status quo um, from like instructional design approaches to our assumptions about classrooms and online classrooms specifically. Uh, this one quote uh, that I read um, really gets me thinking. I also love the title not enough voices but how um, um morris lands on ears that this is mostly about listening he starts by like we talk a lot and we need to we need other voices out there but the reason for that is we all have different ears and we all listen differently so i love all those things i wonder what you what you thought about this piece this was one of those things i read it and i felt transported back to a way I used to be. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say that. that That's how I felt about this. Um, definitely brought me back to a place of like, why I got into this, why I'm doing this whole teaching college thing, um, or why why I, I was doing it. Um, there's so much here that resonates with my experiences and observations in higher ed at the community college, online education, um, so much. And I gotta say, I'm at a place where I feel like I'm fired up by it when I read it. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, we'll pump the brakes. <laughs> Because I don't know if what you're advocating for is the way, the solution, you know, and we'll get into it about critical pedagogy, but it's like, yeah, but it, it's, it's a hell of a compelling argument and it yeah. feels right. Right. And, and, and I want to hold on to that while also being mindfully skeptical of the way that plays out when it's practiced widely. Totally. I, I totally agree. And I feel like the strategy here is I'm going to take all the things you're comfortable with, 
like using Bloom's taxonomy, like, and I'm going to like, just rest it out of that secure space. I'm going to make it loose. Right. And we're just going to take everything and we're just going to put it into such a, a, a frame, a, 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 this argument such that everything can be questioned. And then I agree with you. It's like, but wait a second, <laughs> if we dismantle all of it, <laughs> you know, so it's meant to provoke. I think this is meant to provoke. And, and yeah, so we can, we can explore like to what end um, do we follow these things? So the, the the way I'm kind of thinking about it broadly is I, this is the question I'm asking myself and maybe I'll ask you too. So I know I value like systems and structure. I do. Right. Yeah. Even though my teaching, I think people would say is not like the most conventional, you know, rigidly structured endeavor. Right. Right. But so it makes me think, do I really value and like <laughs> these systems and structure and even if you do like them you subscribe to them they make you comfortable they how they're how you operate and want to operate is there a part of you that still is like yearning to be free mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and so anyways that's kind of where my just to set up my whole mindset on this thing <laughs> So, so when you said earlier, this takes you back, did you mean like, like where Morris is in speaking, it took you back there? Or did you mean like the things he's calling our attention to and sort of critiquing, like it took you back to? It took me back to being like, really just my head in a Paulo Freer book or, yeah, yeah. or, or bell hooks that we just did. And, um, you know, that took me back too, but in a different way. Um, and, 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 and Henry Giroux was like, was my, I read everything that he wrote and it was just like, I was obsessed with this idea of, uh, you know, doing teaching this way. Yeah. And then when I hear his criticisms, I'm like, yeah, but what, what are we supposed to do if we don't do that? <laughs> I know. So, yeah. So I want to, I want to make a few of these things concrete. There's a, um, a great line. This is like two thirds of the way down. Where Morris, Morris, this originally is a keynote address, and actually, I don't even know to which conference or what space this is a keynote. Um, people that are using Canvas, <laughs> probably your curry, like fucking Canvas. <laughs> yeah, give it to them. <laughs> totally talking to that those LMSs, right? But there's a moment two thirds of the way down where he he turns his own criticism onto the keynote address itself, right? So there's this line. There's something insid insidious about the way we talk about learning, something insidious in the keynote form, something pretty horrendous happens when we assume all ears are the same ears and that all ears are trained to listen in the same way to the person at the podium. When we do that, we're silencing voices that might speak. And I like that as just a salient moment where for me that I hear in that paragraph, the critique he's leveraging towards a lot of different things. It's the privilege we assign to a space, like a discussion board, and then the assumptions we make about that space, like you'll post once and reply twice, the, the assumptions we make about a podium, right? All that stuff. And, and then and that's what he's he's calling for these subversive acts. You know, learners should be subversive. Teachers should be subversive. Let's disrupt the privilege we assign, the authority we assign, and the assumptions we make around those things. And that that to me is is something that I still I love I love that stuff and I can tell a story in a little bit if we have time about what I did in two o two yesterday but 
I, I want to, yeah. What, what do you think about that moment? Um, Ooh, we had a tight 20. So please tell the story now. And, and I have, I have, I have eight hours of content on this. So go ahead and. Uh, I know, you know, I know. We're, we have a re- short recording session today. I picked a bad thing to be short about. Oh. But, okay. So briefly, this is what I did in 202. We're in a unit right now. What is bias? And we're reading uh, a book by Kathy O'Neill, Weapons of Math Destruction. And she's looking at different systems that are biased from credit scoring systems to like how people get into college, et cetera. Um, and so they have my students have to write a paper about this and they need to focus these concepts of bias onto a real life thing. And so I put in the middle of a blank whiteboard, English 202 is bias. And I just asked them, how do we show this? And we talked about how I structure their time and labor and how ideologically that's reflective of working class values. And we talked about the rubric as a proxy measure for their thinking, which is also biased and subjective. And we got into it and there was, yeah. And so we were, I was trying to call attention to these sort of structures and the authority we assign to these structures and the assumptions we make when we get into them. And at the same time, you know, I'm also kind of reinforcing them because I'm like, hey, you need to go write a paper about this now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. Well, I, I pretty much felt shitty about anything I was doing after I read this because, right. you know, there there is a, such a a very blatant and, and obvious criticism of... Um, making things so mechanical, making things so quantifiable, making things so transactional, right? Yeah, right. Um, that Those are the main criticisms here. And I think it's a good exercise in that kind of, like, we're reading about this thing. <laughs> um, we're engaging in that thing, by the way, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, you know, when you take like a U.S. history class, probably when I did in high school, you know, I've, I was not really thinking about it too much. Like, oh, yeah, that war happened. Oh, and then we had that war. Right. And, you know, and it's like the new maturity comes around and you're like, whoa, those wars were gnarly. Like, what was happening over there? Right. Right. But then also you start to realize, oh, wait, I live there. <laughs> right. I live in the country that was in all these wars, even with right. Right. And so, you know, um, I've probably said this on the podcast before, but I I went to a a talk and it was a sociologist from San Diego State. Oh, I don't remember his name at the moment. Um, But he he was uh, after the talk, I met him and I was talking to him and, you know, somebody in our group said, oh, you know, it's like I, I just need to get into the system and then I'm going to work from within to subvert it. You know, right. mm-hmm. and then he looked at him and said, "What made you ever think that you were out of the system?" It's like, whoa, yeah, oh, you know, like, yeah. yeah, we are the system. That's right. that's that's what we are. And so, when I hear these criticisms about online education from an from an instructional designer, <laughs> uh, a radical one, I'm I'm. I'm I'm trying to truly be critical about it, you know, and I think sometimes critical what I, I used to tell my students, Curry, like 
I'd say, okay, we have these right, these critical reading and critical writing assignments. I was like, well, critical means being able to interrogate, investigate from all these different angles and perspectives and, you know, and, and, and synthesizing all of that and, and showing that you have these understandings, not necessarily agreement, but you could kind of pick it apart in, in all the ways. And then now I'm like, I feel like critical means what they thought it meant. It means like you're shitting on them. <laughs> shitting on those those reply reply twice post once kind of discussion board assignments. You're shitting on the modules. I don't know about this whole chunking. I know that's Curry's favorite word in academia. <laughs> but it's like uh, who knows, right? Like and and it's like I don't think it's the best. I also don't think it's the worst and and I think that when, okay, this is what I want to say before I stop. I'll stop for a bit. But I want to say that education, to me, is such a small fraction of the learning that occurs in a person's life. Yeah. It may be profound. It may shape, like, really important things. But it is a fraction. What it can do is facilitate the learning that happens thereafter. And And in a way that that frees the person yeah i think that can be accomplished multiple measures multiple instructional experiences and things like that i'll stop there yeah 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 totally i think that's right and i and i to your point earlier like we never leave the system because these systems are nested within each other right like my classroom could be a radical space but it's it's a classroom nested within this larger structure of a degree pathway Right. And 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 that degree pathway is nested in this larger trajectory towards, you know, that degree completing and then the next step, which is whatever. And, you know, and then now we're into that economic right kind of situation where, you know, and let's bring it back to Morris. So when he says, OK, the problem is, is we just haven't imagined alternatives that go far enough. Right. Like we've, we've kind of held ourselves back. Um, um, OK. I, I hear that. And, and I think I can do a good job in my classroom of like drawing attention to the system and encouraging the kind of sort of mindset that you were just speaking to that real learning. Okay. Real learning. That's a bad phrase, but like learning, like knowledge, right? It's this exploration, experimentation, feedback, reflection on that, you know, and then growth, all those things. Um, I can point to all those things, but then in my class, I also have to be honest with my students to say, Listen, I don't want you to get fucked for the next step. So we're going to practice these things, right? Um, and then, and that's. But, 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 but what he's saying in the keynote is I don't want you to be fucked for the rest of your life. That's right. what he's saying. So it, it goes beyond the wherever the hell you transfer. It's like how you think about learning in, 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 right. in the world. Like th this is important. This is important. And to me, it, it's like when, when I feel like people are like, overly critical or complaining or like what's your solution then and i get like these kind of you know debates with the person that's not even there it's just my, the representation of how i think they think about it at that moment and it's like wait hold on hold on they might be right, right. <laughs> and here's another thing with this you read it we're both fired up i think yeah. fired up in different ways too yeah. but and in similar ways but the way that you are describing how you're fired up and you chose this and, and, and I know how you feel about this stuff. Yeah. 
How much of this do you read? If you're going to weigh two things, I'm pretending to weigh in my hands right now. If you're going to weigh stuff like this, that makes you fired up and just, yeah. Yeah. And, and, Uh and the stuff that creates the shit that he's criticizing. Right. Which one are you more engaged in reading, implementing, making decisions on part of task force and groups and bureaucracies and committees and, you know, that are deciding things that ultimately make it more mechanical. Yeah, I know. And it's I worry you're on that side, right? I know. I it know. Has to be because the, the, it's not your job to be a critical. Oh, <laughs> is it our job to be a critical educator? Oh, man. Well, uh, I don't know that that was in my dis- job description when I was hired, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. It definitely was not. No, no. Can you see what I'm getting at, though? I do. I do. And let me let me say it this way, and then and then and then I want you to respond. Like I worry that I this fires me up, and I and and it gives me a way of thinking about teaching and learning that just electrifies me, and I carry it in my heart and in my mind and in my sort of plan for the day in the classroom. Mm -hmm. But then what we end up doing is the stuff that something like this is critiquing, right? Like. Because it's hard, like that's that's it's hard to what he said to imagine an alternative that goes far enough. Like it's hard for me to even like, I mean, by increments, I can maybe change and change and change and change. But the status quo is probably still there by the end of the semester. And is it a case where it is one or the other? Right. At a class today. Yeah. I have any notes, no notes. It's just like. What are we going to talk about with this stuff? They had a quiz on, on, on canvas <laughs> and they, you know, and then they had a, there's a discussion in there. There's like a, you know, assignments, you had to click a button and you had to upload something. Right. Yeah. You do all those things. But when we got here, there's maybe the, the issue with the asynchronous stuff. huh? So when we got here though, it was, uh, it was totally different. Hmm. Like what? What do we want to learn about race and ethnicity? Like what, what? What questions do we have? Yeah, got the best questions. Yeah, when you get questions from people who are genuinely like asking, well, what's wrong with positive, like perceived positive stereotypes about people in groups? Yeah, you get questions of like, are Jewish people white? Oh, now that's interesting. Right. We got to get into that. Right. Right. And we're not going to speak for that community or their experiences or things like that. But what an interesting sociological question. Right. Right. In, in the United States, in, in, right. in our current situation. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm trying not to just be like, well, I'm a blend of those. So I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> I want to, I want to stay on this and I want to stay, I want to stay interrogating this for a bit and seeing what comes out of it because it wasn't enough. When I read it, I was like, ah, Curry, you asshole. I know. Now, now, now I'm like rethinking everything. It kind of like makes me want to just like quit every committee I ever was (laughs) even retroactively. (laughs) 
Um, well, pretty much everything in an urgency of teachers is like this. It's agitating. Sometimes it's annoying, but it, it like it has that effect on me of like getting under my skin, like into my brain, and I just like can't quite shake it. And then I really start to like it. It's like like some really like edgy hardcore metal or punk rock, where at first you're like, "This is noise," and then you're like, "Well, no, no, this is there's something here." <laughs> um, no, there's definitely something there. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm not n- no doubt. Um, and that was a that was a crude characterization. Um, I get it no, I think okay. In the the four minutes we have, uh, <laughs> I hope these kinds of moves. The yeah. I'm going to create space. We've done some stuff to prepare us for this space, and 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 there's a what's happening after this space plan. So there's it's not like you came in with no notes, but you didn't come in with no structures, right? Um, and your students were ready to fill that space with their own inquiry. Yes. Those kinds of moves, the kind of move that I tried where we're not just going to have a class where we talk about bias and we look outside, but we ignore the structures we're sitting in in this class to like do the work that makes this an academic discussion and learning experience about bias. We're actually going to turn that focus inward and we're going to say, what about what we're going through right now? is these things we're critiquing. I I hope those kinds of moves do move towards inviting students more into the process to shape a learning experience with us, right? Um, it's, it's not going to dismantle all the things that we, we are concerned about. Um, but, but I don't know, I'm, that's, that's where I'm putting a lot of my energy into that kind of experimentation. Yeah. Yeah. And you know when when was this this was a while back now yeah when when this was written oh yes uh at least two or three years might even have been before the pandemic i mean there's like a post-structuralist kind of Mm -hmm. there's this argument in here of like we need all of these voices right Mm -hmm. um and absolutely. I mean, I think that that's yeah. that 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 type of inclusivity mm-hmm. is so important. Um, I I I want I, I want to go more into this. <laughs> Gonna have to have a continuation here because it, it, even if we get into other parts of this book and kind of revisit this one, this one this one was this one's important. Yeah, this feels like something I, I just really need to take my time with. And I'm glad we, we were able to start the conversation on it. But I mean, we could go paragraph to paragraph really on this one. It's like, oh, there's a lot. So good. Yeah, cool. Well, let's loop back. Um, And if as you're mulling stuff over, if other things come to mind and, and we can, we'll spend more time the next time we record, you know, yeah. if, if you want to share anything with me and, and yeah, that'd be cool. We can bring more to it too. Absolutely. All right. All right, buddy. If you heard anything in this episode that has you thinking about how you teach, why you teach, or if anything made you feel joyful or even mad, like you just yelled at your dishes or whooped while you were walking your neighborhood. I've done those things. (laughs) Then we really want to hear from you. You can find us on the Twitter at Safe Topics. 
Let us know how you're responding to today's book stuff. Like, what did we miss? Or what did we totally get right? Or what questions did we raise for you? And best of all, how are you thinking about your teaching and students? We'll update what we're reading so you can read along if you want. And your feedback will shape our discussions as we go. We may even read some comments in the episodes to come. And not just the nice ones. Safe Topics is a safe setting for dangerous topics. That's right. If you like this episode, please rate and subscribe. We've never really asked people to do that before. I know. I think it's cool, though. We're ready to be rated and subscribed Yeah, and big thanks to Kelly Burnett and the rest of the Safe Topics team for editing, producing, promoting, and all the other wonderful backstage stuff you do. <laughs> and thank you for listening. 